Hello, and welcome to the Teenage Club Podcast. We are joined by our dear friend, Wyatt. Wyatt, introduce yourself. Uh, <laughs> Wyatt, I think, uh... I think uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already have an overwhelming sense of dread. Yeah. That's as you know, what is to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, hello, and welcome to the Teenage Club Podcast. Uh, I'm Lucas. And I'm and Isaac. I'm joined by my yes, co-host Isaac, and we're joined, like you heard, by our wonderful friend, uh... Who? Who? I think my. Oh, wait, who, no, who am I? What's my name? Who, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas? I totally thought my, my internet just cut out there for half a second. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we're we're going to deal with another uh, God, cascade disaster like a <laughs> few episodes back <laughs> where you just internet cut out for like five minutes. <laughs> okay, we're, good. we're good. We're good. We're good. We're, we're, good. Good. we're all good. I'm, I'm really it's curious. Who, who is this third person? I, I just. I really want to know. His name is like. like Wyatt? Wayne? Wayne? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wayne? Alright, we're gonna call you Wayne for the duration of the episode. Fuck Wayne. Who the hell's Wayne? Yeah. (laughs) I have a few choice words for him. (laughs) This is like the most chaotic intro, probably, out of all of them we've done. (laughs) No, like, completely. It's unorganized. It's stupid. I don't even know if we can edit it now. It's like ooh, no, ooh. this is beyond. This is this all. Is, this, this is, is all going in. This is charming. This, this is, is all going in. This is. <laughs> we're, we're assuming that anyone who's listening to this is a longtime fan of the show and understands, you know, our, our beginning process here. You know, we don't. We don't need to say who we are each time. No. Yeah. You know, Unless this is like till you need no introduction, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's the motto. <sighs> However, if this is our breaking moment, like this is where we like we become famous and like everyone tries to like find this find our new podcast from this like episode of jesus course. christ we're, we're like we're finished we're, we're fucked yeah this who are we <laughs> <laughs> the idiots who can't do an intro for a podcast so i i guess uh maybe maybe we should try it a second time you know get take it from the top i, I think it's yeah, too, you know, just, too far just gone just, just let it flow naturally now if we're, we're done, you know? Like, we we maybe could have saved it in, like, the first you, 10 seconds. You've already opened the Pandora's box. Okay. The floodgates are open. Okay, so it's too yeah, late. Open, at this point, I'm at this point, I'm just going to start <laughs> spewing out weird shit. All right. You know? So. Yes. So let's start with the um, the first question we ask every single person on our podcast. Why, what are you known for? That's a good question. Um, I don't really know. Uh, I guess most people like that I like know like casually who I've never like introduced myself to mm-hmm. refer to me as like the power lifter dude or like the big dude so I don't really I don't really know what I'm actually known for I mean I could be you know the the guy who chugged strawberry milk like the entire gallon of strawberry milk I could be that oh, guy I do not know about this oh yeah I don't know, but like, how do I not know about the strawberry milk? Oh, oh, that's a. This is a fun one. Okay, I okay. I, I kind of want to hear no, this. You guys, you guys no, want to yeah, hear I, the strawberry? Yeah. Isaac, have you heard this story? Okay. I don't think so. Okay. I know okay. you've chugged other various things, so, but I don't know about strawberry <laughs> milk. <laughs> chugged too many things in this past. 
Explain the <laughs> explain the strawberry milk, please. I'm oh, so um, uh, so uh, it was back last year, uh, probably midway through the football season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, us the us offensive linemen, you know, being the fat asses we are, uh, found uh, an old whiteboard in the locker room, mm-hmm. and uh, it was amongst the things that uh, the coaches had confiscated. You know, one of one of which being a sixty-pound dumbbell that broken in half, and uh, I was swinging it around at people, calling <laughs> it the hammer of Thor. <laughs> uh, but um, no, so we we put it up on the wall, and we started writing down food items that came to mind during practice that we held on to through that practice, and then we wrote it down. And the thing was, the next day, one of us would get that item. You know, we'd never get the item that we wrote down. One of us would get the other item. Right. We'd bring it to practice, and then we'd either have it before or after practice, you know. So. So what would you usually, like, what were, like, the main things that were, like, were brought? Um, oh, you know, were like I said, we, we were pretty fat. So, like I said, I mean, <laughs> it was all sorts of stuff. It ranged from Super China Buffet was kind of our hangout spot. But, um. Oh, fuck, that was so, so good. <laughs> I mean, anywhere where the food's endless, right? Exactly. Like endless but, uh, KBBQ places, yeah. Yeah, of course. But, um... <laughs> uh, I don't know, I mean, it was everything from, like, chow mein to orange juice to pancakes, you know, chicken nuggets, <laughs> whatever. But someone wrote down strawberry milk. So I took it upon myself to go and bring strawberry milk, right? So I didn't buy any. I made it. Like, I made it at home. Ooh. And, uh, you know, it's just like a mix and like a just a gallon of milk, you know? Right. So uh, I bring it to practice, you know? And uh, no one else really... It was weird. No one else really wanted it. So I'm kind of just <laughs> sipping on it, you know? And rightfully so. No one wants to chug milk before they're going and running around. No, yeah. You know? So yeah, that, that's usually a bad uh, idea. Um, you know, I'm sipping on it in the locker room. I'm looking around and uh, at a friend who, uh, a very very good friend, um, but he tend, he, it's almost like a, a, what is it like a, a destined thing that anytime I'm in the room with him, he's gonna. Uh, push me to go and do something stupid. You know, right. it's one of those guys that when I'm with him, I'm just gonna I know something stupid's gonna happen. So, you know, he goes, bro, you won't chug that uh, strawberry milk. So, you know, uh, you know, so um, I'm in the trainer's room and I'm looking around and everybody's staring at me, so first thing I do is down the you know, three quarters of a gallon of strawberry milk Oh my god. And, uh, oh god. <laughs> now then, uh, I'm putting on all my stuff, and then it hits me, you know, and I just start to feel so weighed down and, like, sick. And, you know, it's like that kind of sick where it's like you just don't want to move, but you have to move, you know? Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I try to make myself puke beforehand, you know? So, yeah. and a little bit comes up. A little bit comes up. I'm forcing myself to puke, right? So that's just this pink sludge in the trash can. And, uh,. You know, I go up, go up onto the field, and I don't know if it was just a cruel twist of fate, but that was a, a heavy conditioning day, 
you know, <laughs> lots of running around, you know, we were doing one-on-one pass blocking, all sorts of, all sorts of fun stuff. And, uh, by the end of it, you know, I was just barely holding it in and people could tell, you know, people were starting to notice. Yeah. And I just barely survived. And, uh, I take one step into the locker room, grab the trash can that was right in the corner and just went to fucking town. Uh, pink sludge just coming right out. Okay, I have a question. Was it still pink after the practice? Or was it kind of like congealed to the point where it was like one? Uh, it was still relatively pink, you know? It's strawberry milk. Oh, I haven't had strawberry milk since. So. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like more than a year. I guess Michael. Yeah, my my question to you, Wyatt, would be like, I I, you know, in that situation where someone's like, you know, bro, you should, you know, down all this milk, right? You know, right before <laughs> practice, you know, wouldn't the the typical person, right, would like, you know, go through the thought process of, oh, you know, this is probably not worth it, right? Because I'm just gonna get sick and throw up. But you know, you did it anyway. I, I, I'm just yeah. wondering in that moment, like, I, I guess, I, and I mean, I guess this speaks to m- your personality, but I guess just in that specific moment, like, what were, what were you thinking? What was I your guess? thought process? Yeah. <laughs> like, so was there, like, any, like, inclination of, like, you wanting to not do it, or were you just forced to? Uh, well, for me, it was more of, like, I, sure, I didn't want to do it, but, um, it's not that, it wasn't a peer pressure thing. Because, yeah. you know, if I don't want to do something, I just won't do it. But um, for me, it's about being better than everybody else at stupid things. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to be the one guy. No one else in there would have done it. So I want to mm-hmm. be the one guy who did it. Because I'm just, like, that much tougher, I guess. I guess, you know, tough and dumb are kind of intertwined sometimes. But... So if there's, like, a challenge, right? If there's, like, a challenge... It's it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And especially when, you know, someone's doubting me. Someone's telling me that they don't think I'll do it. You know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, it's probably helping you in the long run, too. I mean, like, if you're you're conditioned to, like, down some milk before you do your, you know, conditioning work... I mean, Jesus, dude, you're set. Like... Yeah, of course. You know, you're better off now (laughs) with the the experience. Well, then my favorite lifters did that. Like, what would he do? Or, like, drink a gallon of milk every day and go to town. I I, I don't know if I. Do you have, like, a line you won't cross? Like, when it comes to, like, stupid shit like that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. Where would you, like, if someone was, like. like, uh, What's a scenario you wouldn't do? Yeah, give us some more scenarios of this, because I'm in. I don't don't know, you know, because, like, I'm pretty good about peer pressure, and I'm, you know. I live a pretty clean life as far as, uh, you know, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, you know, indulging in anything. But, uh, I don't know, for me personally, I have no interest in it. So I guess that's a line that I wouldn't cross. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. huh. I don't know. It, it mean, makes sense. I mean, if, like, someone is, like, holding a bag of, like, dog shit, and just, like, throw it more <laughs> yeah, you know, and then of course that's the other thing is if it's gonna sacrifice my uh, like personal self-respect, I'm yeah. not gonna do that either. You yeah. want to be known for something that's like 
stupid, but like not like legendary. obscene. You want it. <laughs> you the know? word I'm looking for is legendary. Yeah. Or the word you're looking for. You want to. You want to be the guy who did the thing that no one else did. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Exactly. That's how. That's how I always look at everything. You know. I know. I'm super competitive too. So it just kicks in. It gets kicking in. Yeah, I was just going to ask, is that how you view, like, uh, you know, your powerlifting kind of goals and stuff? Cause, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, and um, I, as I grow, I think, uh, you know, kind of my competitive mindset grows a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I become a lot more critical of everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, for me, it's just about... You know, for me, it's just about proving to be the hardest worker. I don't know. I think that's that's a mindset that I think has uh, been very helpful for me. No, yeah, I've definitely noticed that in you. Um, I guess. Uh, um, so, I've I've kind of noticed with you, Wyatt, since I've I've known you for a few years now, since middle school yeah, and course. stuff, and uh, you have. I I'd say there was a certain point where. <laughs> You know, uh, there was, there was, we'll call him the old Wyatt, right? The, yeah, the old there's, Wyatt. there's a, there's a switch that flipped. And then the new yeah. Wyatt, right? There's, 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 it was, and I think that transition was like freshman, between freshman and sophomore year, if I'm uh, correct. So yeah. I, I guess, I know exactly what you're talking about, I, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess just what I want to ask is like, I, I guess what changed? Did anything change or, or like, did anything specific happen or did, do you just feel like you're growing um, as a person, or... I don't know. Well, I feel like I'm always growing as a person. I think everyone is. Yeah, no. But, um... Uh, but it's, like, it was so dramatic me, during that time, so... I think for me, it was just about finding something. Because, uh, I kind of went through, you know... It's stupid to say, but, you know, like, I kind of grew up, like, with no interests, like, nothing... You know, I've always loved... I've always loved art you know i've always done like pencil drawing you know i've I've loved music but i've never like been that much of a musician or anything Mm. and uh you know i did band but i really just did the bare minimum i just wanted the credits honestly you know like i don't i don't really have any desire to pursue music or anything vince will Um, kill you let's hope (laughs) (laughs) but um no, uh, I, I think for me, it's just the fact that I was, growing up, I was just never good at anything, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I never had, like, a thing that I was good at, you know? And I kind of just blended into the background all the time. And, uh, you know, I was always really self-conscious. But, um, I don't know, part of it was just that I never really felt like I had anything to be proud of. So I think, I don't know, for me personally, you know, I just was surrounded by you know, a lot of, uh, great people, uh, uh, I, I bet he doesn't mind if I stand, but, yeah, Mr., Mr. Espel of all of them definitely is a, a big one that comes to mind, you know, uh, kind of helped me just realize that I had the potential to be good at something, mm-hmm. and I think once I realized that, my whole mindset kind of, you know, um, flipped. Because, like, I realized that now I have goals. I never had that before. So, that's the thing is, you know, and I do sports and everything, but I've been, 
you know, lifting longer than I've been doing anything else, mm-hmm. really, athletically, so, you know. Did S4 get think, you into uh, powerlifting? Um, I wouldn't say was got me into it, but I guess he kind of just, uh, how to put it, like, you know, he kind of just, like, opened the door for me, I see. you know, kind of oh, yeah. just introduced me to these you know, kind of new ideas. And I really found a community when I, I joined the early Gaines Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was something I never really had before. You know, and I've always been, you know, uh, you know I've always been like a pop culture nerd. And, you know, I love comic books and movies and everything. I'm still into all that. But, uh, you know, it was so nice to have something that I could um, apply more practically to my life. Yeah. No, and I, I, th- I think with, uh, you know, you, you were talking a little bit about the, the community aspect of all the activities and stuff that you're, you're interested in, and I don't know, I think that's really important for, like, actually, like, pursuing something, so because it's like, you know, like, you know, even, even if you don't particularly, like, it, it's not like you're not passionate about it, like, I, I guess an example is, you know, band and stuff, right? It's like, I'm not particularly yeah. passionate about band and stuff but the only reason you know i've played you know all throughout middle school and high school was just because i had good friends in my classes and stuff and it was just it was just fun to like dick around in it so yeah no yeah, that's definitely exactly. very you know that's important i think people underestimate how much of a power a sense of belonging has mm-hmm. you know exactly. and like a sense of friendship and community because uh you know my dad uh uh you know since i was elementary school probably my dad is uh you know been in like the star wars you know cosplaying community the 501st you know the charity the charity group you know where they build all the star wars you know props and uh memorabilia and costumes and everything for to raise money for charity and uh you know that was a something that influenced me a lot too is you know just the kind of friendships that you know uh seeing my dad build and everything because he's always been a very you know he's always kind of I've never really seen that side of him so you know for me uh, that kind of influenced me a lot too and then I think you know I never I really got that sense even further once I got into lifting and sports and everything and I was kind of able to apply it and then eventually you know a switch just flipped where I decided I wasn't going to be mediocre at things anymore you know I just wanted to try my hardest and be the best I could be, which I had never really had that sort of mindset before. Mm-hmm. So That's great. What you I don't know, you know, people pushing you has a huge, you know, people believing in you has a huge uh, influence on how you perform. Oh, yeah, you're, to- you're totally everything. right. And I think we talked about this example I'm about to say with, like, Gabe the last episode, but, like, clubs and, like, extracurricular stuff at school, like Jesus, like the most important thing to like get into yeah. and like try your best to to get involved with, like in your early years. Like any person, when you want to ask or like when you ask them for like advice, like going into high school, they're all like, "Oh my God, do clubs! Please just join clubs and stuff immediately." Yeah, um, and I uh, I never believed that at first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like no one would want to do it. They, you know, I think it's a waste of time. But that, like you said, that, that total like 
uh, community and, and working with people, even if it's something you're not passionate about. Yeah, it's it working with people who believe in you and like are you willing to work with. I mean, you can do really, really crazy stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm not an outgoing person. And, you know, um, especially more so recently, uh, mm-hmm. I'd consider myself pretty introverted, you know. I'll go into most social situations and play it by ear and kind of watch how it plays out before I get involved in anything. And, uh, you know, just having, and you know, having, like, social anxiety and all sorts of stuff is, like, a issue that a lot of people have. So I think on top of that, you know, feeling comfortable around other people, you know? No, yeah. There's nothing better. Good. Nothing better. Mm. Oh, yeah. One of the best things. Does your social anxiety play into uh, that competitive nature of yours, too? I don't know. I never really thought about it. Huh. You know, I feel like, I think a lot of people have, you know, some sort of anxiety. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's, I think, there's all stuff where, we, you know, we, we, we think about and, you know, want to want to present a good picture of ourselves to people. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, for me, I just kind of, you know, like I said, I'm very critical of, uh, you know, what I do. So, you know, I think for me, I just kind of, I think it's true for a lot of other people is that there's kind of sometimes a voice in the back of your head that just says, don't fail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, I think you're totally right. I mean... I think I, man, like, like social, like I, I don't want to say anxiety, and like other things like that, because those are like diagnosable and like mental illness and like things that can yeah, be treated. exactly. But like those feelings you feel when you're when you're you know get yourself into a new situation or you're not sure where you stand, it's like th- those are some of the hardest to navigate, especially as you know younger people. Yeah, and of really course. Sucks, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you uh, found that with what you found how to navigate that with like weightlifting, and um, yeah, you know, I try, and I still, you know, I still struggle with lots of things, you know, but uh, having something to fall back on, and kind of achieve, and you know, having something that I feel like I'm good at and I accomplish at mm-hmm. helps me, and I think it would help a lot of other people is if you just find something that you know motivates you and gets you more driven because i meet so many people that just have no drive and you know they kind of just let life push them around and it really just bothers me you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like go find something you know go put your mind to something you know i don't know that was a good spiel what were you saying that was a good spiel you said something earlier that i wanted to kind of chime in on yeah. if you don't mind yeah sure and uh uh about you know diagnosing yourself with uh, anxiety or depression or whatever else. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about? That? Well, you know, I don't know. It's, it's I feel like it's kind of the same issues that people kind of build these barriers for themselves. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I can. I, I don't know if you want to go first, as it. I mean, you were you you were getting into something because I I still need to okay. think about my answer. No, yeah. So I mean, I do think there there's definitely like like negative side effects to like overdiagnosing yourself or maybe overthinking uh, your feelings. 
because yeah. um, anxiety and other things they're they're very general. You know, there's a lot of they're very complicated. There's a lot of feelings that could be attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's think, a spectrum. So. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of like like, like I just said, it's it, there's a lot of um, a lot of different things that could happen if if you are diagnosed with that, right? And I, I do think yeah. yeah, no, if you're if you if you're not diagnosed with it, and but you're going through stuff, I don't think there's anything wrong per se with following that and trying to you know like follow treatment for that. Yeah, and, of course. And, and going through that stuff because you know everyone's mental process is different. Yeah. I mean, like our brains are like the most complicated part of any system, right? And like our feelings are always going to be way too complicated to like give like a straight answer for like what's mm. right or wrong. Yeah. Um, but a lot of our problems just can't be solved like by other people, right? Mm. And so they yeah, need to be solved on their own. And you know everyone's different. And I think for some people, you know, following following a uh, 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 the practices of self-treatment with mental illness and stuff like that, I think that works for them. And for some people, pure determination and hard work gets gets them through too. Yeah, yeah. and obviously think, there's balance between those two as well. So, I think that you know, um, there just needs to be more awareness about what mental illness actually is. Yeah, because I think there's way too much. What's the word like? It's way too romanticized. You know, as if it's this, you know, kind of personality quirk or something, you know, and I think people just need to take it more seriously and understand kind of the bigger depth of the situation that everybody kind of has. Yeah. You know, these different levels of, you know, mental health and, you know, it's not something that kind of be taken lightly. No, yeah, I, agree. I don't know. That's my that's my stance on it. Is that I think people are far too uneducated yeah. on mental health. So, no, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we got into this, but well, yeah, no, <laughs> and, and that's just like, yeah, that's all speaking from personal experience because you know, I, I'm sure you know people who kind of play. I, I I guess I'll just say like kind of play up their emotions as you know, anxiety and stuff. It, it's just like you know, on the one hand, you could kind of blame them for you know just seeking attention but you know yeah the the other thing is like uh i I guess it's like it's you know we all have our own perspectives and you know anxiety it's complicated when it comes to like mental health stuff too because it's like everyone's perspective on you know what it is is different so it's like and that's why you said you know you shouldn't like compare um other people's problems to yours and stuff because it's like yeah they could be it could be so different you know and it's just like that person could either be you know better at hiding it or they're playing it up so you you just never really know you know in that regard yeah of course and i think that people just need to educate themselves more Mm -hmm. and really just destigmatize a lot of things you know and especially like you said you know playing it up for you know whatever reason i think is very harmful to that yeah but you know people just need to learn how to separate that from that i guess mm-hmm. i don't know how you do that but that's not my job to decide <laughs> you know we're, we're teenagers on the internet you know, yeah there's not, not too we're, much we can do we're, we're just a bunch of dumb fucking chimps <laughs> big banana we're <laughs> 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 What's your guys' favorite kind of monkey? 
Favorite Ooh. monkey? I, I kind of like orangutans because they look funny. Orangutans. Orangutans are funny. Should I wait? Is this based like like overall like good scale or just like how funny they are? I don't know. Whatever. However you want to gauge it. Because there's a lot, you know, like well, like those. Um, but also remember, there's a difference between monkeys and apes. Yes. Yes. I think for the for the sake of this this question you're asking, I'm gonna group them together. You know, even though they're pretty different. Primates. We'll just say primates. Primates. <laughs> primates. Yeah, well, well, humans are primates. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> technically, there's an ape in all of us. Exactly. Is there an American ape? <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, there's an American ape. <laughs> Wyatt, are you? It's a brutal ape. Wyatt, when's brutal your, American ape. Wyatt, when's your band American Ape gonna debut? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? When uh, there there could be something coming down the pipeline. Oh yeah, you, know, you want to explain? To... Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, oh, that yeah, reminds me. That reminds that me. Video. Yeah, that reminds me. You posted that video of you like saying something's coming or something like that. It just you <laughs> screaming at Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, I want to know what the context is. That a, is. I was at a, a family friend's house. I've known the guy my entire life, uh, and uh, you know him and I grew up together, and uh, he's a lot more musically talented than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, super musically talented. He plays like six different instruments, no problem, mm-hmm. and uh, super humble about it too, which is mm-hmm. really cool. But uh, I was at his place, and uh, I brought my uh, uh, headless bass, and uh, I was just messing around. You know, I play I play the bass, but I'm very, you know, I don't take it too seriously. You know, I can play like one or two. Rage Against the Machine songs, yeah. and you know, I I don't try very hard at it, and uh, <laughs> that's just kind of like a, a extra little hobby that I picked up. But I just brought it, you know, just to mess around. And um, he has, we had uh, another mutual friend there, and uh, he had written a riff prior to that, and so mm-hmm. he's just messing around, and I heard it, and I was like, hey, can you play that for four measures, and then you join in. And start, uh, you know, join in on the drums and start playing, you know, for another couple measures. And then I'm just going to come in and scream. Because I was thinking, like, uh, you know, I don't know. I was thinking, like, just a a funny, stupid little thing. And then, I don't know, it ended up kind of reminding me of Angel of Death by Slayer. So (laughs) So there you go. Are you actually, like, dropping something? Or is that... That kind of uh, joke. We, we talked about it. We we talked about it. We we talked about jokingly talked about it, but maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. Because, like I said, you know, I'm no, I love music, but mm-hmm. I'm no musician. You know. No. I no, can you... I can scream no problem, and I can sing. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to hear me sing. But... <laughs> I mean, you did. You were gonna skip, try out for the, the play, play though. Fucker. Yeah. You were gonna try out for the play though, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I was going to try out for Les Mis. I was actually listening to Les Mis earlier today. It's uh, really great. Well, great actually. No, no, yeah. No, yeah, wait, you were in it. Yeah. That, yeah sorry, was, sorry, uh, that I was, was a convict in the prologue. Mm-hmm. No, that, that was so sad. Prologue. Like, that would have been just the greatest, I don't know, to, to see the three heavies, like, yeah, in, in the musical. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. why. That, that would have been so funny. <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Schultz, and Glees, mm-hmm. the the uh, Blues Brothers. We had a coach, uh, 
he's a funny funny coach he's like this crazy crazy old uh vietnam vet but uh you give everybody like goofy nicknames he called the three of us the blues brother because we all uh, uh he just he saw that we did everything together you know there you go we all played <laughs> you know we all play the same uh position in football then mm-hmm. we all were in the same weight class and wrestling then mm-hmm. we all went into the musical together you know we trained together so we're just kind of a unit the three of us <laughs> what made oh, you glitter pun intended sorry unit <laughs> <laughs> what made you uh like want to try out for the musical and and like play in the musical that that's kind of what, you know what? i wanted to know because it's like it, it doesn't fit your yeah it, it hasn't i don't know just with Honestly. all the things you do you know football powerlifting etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just like it just seems out of place for you to be you know well i guess, I guess being in band is too but like mm-hmm. you know the the like being actually in the theater and being like you know a considerable role like you were you know you you, you had like a <laughs> had song like, and stuff I, <laughs> right i, I had like i I had like a song where like uh, I had like two I think I had like two solo lines mm-hmm. so I was like I was pretty proud yeah uh I don't know you know uh I just uh I wanted to try something new mm-hmm. you know? I, I don't think people do that okay, yeah. I don't think people just you know I just saw it and I was like you know what these two are doing it fuck it that's all you need yeah, that's, that's all, all you need, need. <laughs> you know that's yeah good. Exactly. Like, why not try something new I guess that- I came in and uh, the theater teacher had no <laughs> expectation that I was actually going to be able to sing. And I came in and I, I was singing a uh, anthem from Chess, and uh, he's just like he just looked at me. He goes, "You can sing." <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, what a man. Fat kid, fat kid just walked in here and started singing. <laughs> Hell? This guy must be. The man, real, who, the man who called uh, the, the kid outside a cockburger can sing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't know if that'd be a wide insult. A cockburger. Cockburger. I don't know if I don't think that I, one. I don't see myself calling somebody a cockburger. I, I don't. I don't know. No, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot a lot of your wide insults. Well, yeah, what were some know. of the just, classic ones? I don't know, because the thing is, I'm just I'm a very impulsive person. So everything I do is spur of the moment. They're just like, they're, they're only ripe when they're taken <laughs> right from the moment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we need to, you know what we should talk about? What? So what should we talk about? A lot of the people who listen to this podcast are going to be Shorecrest students. Yeah. And some of them were just like, or people from around here. Right, mm-hmm. and so we need to. We we should talk about Gaines Club, from like beginning to, to beginning to end. The era, it's like the whole fucking timeline. Sad. It's a sad <laughs> moment. It's just a little sad. And me and Isaac are partly to blame. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a little bit. But it's a very important club, and I mean, actually, I think all three. I mean, obviously, you had the most um, connection to it, Wyatt. But yeah, both me and Isaac as well. We we love the club. Yeah, no, we and, did it last year, and it was, I was—I don't know—it was just like good when like things were like normal and consistent, exactly, and you could actually yeah. go to the gym and stuff, and you know, you yeah. you pick up a little advice along the way, and it's just like, eh, you know, exactly, yeah. But like, okay, yeah. so if we give like give like like the um 
the tiny little introduction to Gans Club, and then we should talk about yeah. what happened to it and if it's revivable now. Well, okay. I mean, I mean, it's well, still it's still going on, right, Wyatt? Like it's still it happening. is, but um, I'll say I'm not sure if I'm still the most qualified to introduce it because I haven't been the president for a very long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of towards the end of last year, I kind of stepped away from that position just because like. I didn't really feel that I was able to commit everything I should mm-hmm. be committing. You know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. before and prior to... Uh, uh, Espo leaving did definitely very severe damage to the culture of Gaines Club. But, yeah. Uh, I think he... Pri- he he was uh, he's good because he brought a sense of kind of structure and authority to it. Yeah. And, you know? Uh, he kind of had his rules that everybody just obeyed, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm say- I'm saying that just truthfully that, you know, he uh, um, kind of implemented a very disciplined culture into the club, right? Mm-hmm. Which was which was good, which was very good. It didn't make it. It didn't feel like a club. It felt kind of like a commitment or a team, you know. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a little more than a club. But I don't know, you know. He never really wanted athletes to run the club for that reason. But it kind of, towards the end, it kind of became really the last remaining members of, like, the old days of Gaines Club were athletes. Yeah. So. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you want me to introduce the club? Or? Yeah, because it, it's, it's very important. You know, it's a great club. Uh, yeah. Get um, more people into it. And maybe we can, like, spark some more joy into it. And get some more people in it, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, um, <clears throat> okay, yeah. Um, currently, it's being ran by uh, my buddy Sajin, and by the way, that guy is an absolute animal in the gym. He's mm-hmm. uh, around around 150 pounds, you know, pulling pulling um, like 455 on deadlifts. Jesus, and, Jesus you know, Christ! Squatting. <laughs> uh, squatting uh, you know, well over two times his body weight. Guys, the guy's an animal, you know, and uh, he's kind of my uh, kind of my uh, counterbalance when I train. He's one of the a very good training partner mm-hmm. yeah. for that reason. Oh, man. But, um, he's, he's running it now uh, just because, you know, he's at first it was because he didn't have the same commitments that I had. And then he had a little more time to run the club, and now it's just because he kind of just stepped into the role, and uh, I think just manages it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially over Zoom. So. Yeah, yeah. I, but um, I, I think like kind of what Lucas was saying by the intro was like I guess kind of introduce it from like kind yeah, of the grassroots yeah. and stuff. Sorry, I'm uh. I'm getting distracted, but, um, <laughs> I'm getting really distracted, but, uh, That's the podcast, uh, baby. No, so, grassroots, huh? So, it's, the club was started, uh, uh, a little while, a while back, uh, and it's essentially, it's a, a officially called Physical Fitness and Athletic Training Club, I think, officially, but, whatever, you know, um, it was just a club for, you know, like, the you know, Shortcrest has such a nice weight room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, easily, you know, I've 
I've been to multiple gyms in the last few years, and uh, easily the one that feels like home is the Short Coast Weight Room. And, uh, you know, that's where I really made some of my biggest milestones. And, uh, you know, I think Mr. Espel just wanted to kind of bring sort of a community to it. And so, you know, it just had such a, you know, a lot of the upperclassmen that kind of took me under their wing when I had first joined, you know, kind of everybody bought into the culture of, you know, this sort of, you know, just gym bros being gym bros, you know, guys lifting big weights and training and, you know, taking it seriously. And uh, that's really what the club is about. But, you know, the club is really just about, uh, you know, people who are interested in lifting and basically any level because there are people, you know, there are people in the club like me who have been lifting for a very long time. And there are people in the club who are brand new to lifting and, you know, kind of are, it's very important to help those people early on because it's so easy to get overwhelmed and give up. Exactly. Yes. You know, and that's the most important part of the club is that it's very good at helping those people that, you know, are, need kind of, uh, uh, just a push in the right direction to really get committed to going because consistency is key. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that's, I guess that's what the club is, is, you know, we, you would meet and you'll talk about, you know, the importance of aspects of training, dieting, you know, just little gym tips, bro tips, you know, yeah, form, but you know, whatever, you know, we'll watch, you know, we'll, we'll talk about mindset, you know, we'll always listen to the words of the great King Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Do you think it's? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of. Re- I think partly because of COVID, partly because um, Mr. Espel left. But do you think it's revivable at this point? I don't know. To like yeah. a previous state, because it was pretty popular I mean, for a while. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, uh, the thing is, it's really, you know, there isn't a whole. You know, Gaines Club is still going on, right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they have Zoom meetings hosted by Mr. Walters. Yes. What does that uh, look like? Like, is it just kind of like the aspect, is it still like teaching stuff kind of thing? Has it really? Yeah, you know, and it's really, Sajin is uh, way smarter about programming mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, following plans and everything goes than I am. So he's been helping a lot of people with programming. That's the good. problem that Gaines Club has, you know, versus a club like Art Club or something, is it's not universally accessible. Yeah, oh yeah, not oh, yeah. Everybody Big time. has the same lifting equipment. I've been building my home gym, uh, you know, for the past, like, eight or nine months. And, you yeah. know, just piecing everything together, every chance that I could get, you know, saving up everything. Yeah, I've seen yeah. pictures, it looks That's, sick. You know, yeah, and, you know, early on, us working as much as possible to, you know, just get a squat rack and a barbell, mm-hmm. you know, now, no. um, you know, it's become something pretty nice. Well, and I, I, so, yeah, you know. and I think now kind of why, uh, you know, I, I think just this is true in a lot of clubs is just like, um, it's, I, I don't know if there's a lot of motivation no there to, is not at all to do any like clubs from this year because it's just like 
you know, it's just like over Zoom, and it's just like I don't know the, the I magic of like Zoom. going over. I hate go, Zoom yeah, so much. It's a disaster. Yeah, like there's a ma- there's a magic when it was at school where it was just like, you know, you, you just like tell your friends, hey, we're going to you know Games Club or whatever or TSA yeah, or, or stuff like that. You know, and just yeah, and then, and then we just take, yeah, and we just you know you just waste the lunch by like going in there. But you know, Zoom, it's just like. You know, you're just like silently. You know, it, it could still be like that. You're just like texting on Instagram. You know, and it's just it. Nothing's the same right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the the hardest thing for me mentally is is like you know I kind of always have this sense of longing for those sort of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the little things too. You know? Yeah, but, that's um, definitely been. Uh, yeah, I you know, Zoom Zoom sucks. Everything over Zoom sucks, and unfortunately, there's not really another way. Yeah, you know, no. it's just no, right it's now. just a shitty situation all around. But yeah, I mean, right now, I guess all we can do is hold out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest, like you said, the biggest thing about Gaines Club was that sense of like, you know, just a place to hang out. You know, you go in the weight room, and you know, you guys stay a little later than everybody else. Yes, you know, we'll do like workouts as a team. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, we always had our. Our stuff that we did. There's always a Gaines Club barbecue. You know. I think that, that was the that last supper. It really well. The last supper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just inf- like just of what the, we will call that event last, forever for the end a, of time. A page, a page in the Swoley yeah. Bible. <laughs> yeah, just before, it's the book of uh, Gaines's, right? I, I don't know. I can't think of a better dad joke for that, but um, <laughs> Swoley Bible. You know, <laughs> we were all at um, your. Uh, your your restaurant, um, yeah, and we were saying saying goodbye to uh, Espel, I guess just as the club, you know, it was that that was like I don't know, that it was, was just sad, cool. Man. Yeah, it was sad, but it was like it was like it was cool, just was like everyone up. like gathering there. Yeah, it was know, just we fun. Had members from before and after, and or you know, we had members, new members, old members. Uh, yeah, that was that was a fun time. That was the Last Supper. Yeah, that was kind of. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. That's weird thinking back to that because that was like towards the, that was like towards the end. You know, that was probably what was it? Like, that was like November, December ish, I think. Yeah, of last uh, year. Yeah, it might have been. You're right. Because uh, yeah, I think he was still around. Uh, he was still like at the building. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's weird. You know, kind of like the calm before the storm. That was like before everything exploded into COVID. Yeah. I think you explained it really well, Wyatt, when you said, um, you know, what Gaines Club is. Because uh, I think, you know, obviously it's a club about teaching people about exercise and, and, and health and, and fitness and weightlifting and shit like that. But really, what it is and what it was and why it was important and why people went is because you went there, it was a community space, you could learn however little or however much you wanted to, and you're surrounded by people with like minds, right? And then all the people at the gym after that school day when they would go in, you could be there for like t- like 20 minutes, right? But if you wanted to stay there any longer, you had to be in Gaines Club, right? Yeah. And so anyone who actually cared about gym and wanted to work out every day and go through their routine and plan and, and commit to it uh, had to be in Gaines Club. And that's why yeah, so many people were there. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it kind of sounds like an out, but like it's not. Like that's that just makes it better. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd say at the height, at the height of it, you know, like, you know, our freshman year, mm-hmm. when I was just getting into it, you know, 
And, you know, there's kind of a separation where I didn't want to. That's the thing about going to the gym is it just clicks one day and you will never realize it until you look back is there will just be a moment where one day you don't want to go to the gym and it feels like a chore. And the next day you want to go to the gym and it's something that you look forward to. And that's just it just happens. You know, you just Mm got to stick with it. Exactly. But um, yeah, I'd say (laughs) the funny thing about that is it kind of just separated the dogs from the wolves. In the gym, you know, like the guys, the guys who really wanted it, and the guys who really, you know, put the time in, whether it's for a sport or for just personal goals, whatever. And the guys who kind of just, you know, blew in and out. You know? Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, I miss that. I kind of, I, I, I really miss that culture. I guess you know, of hard work being rewarded. Yeah. No, and it, and it's yeah. I, I guess the um, you know, there. I'm sure, like, the people who kind of uh, go in and out, though, like, I, 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 I mean, um, how, how do I want to put this? Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't, like, okay, so, I, I guess my personal experience, right, talking from my point of view, I, I remember, like, we would go to the, Lucas and I, right, we would go to the gym and stuff after school, right, for, it, it would be, like, yeah. a good solid three or four months and then there'd be like one month where it was just like i can't go right you know it's just like yeah. for whatever reason there, there's there's like always, Christmas, right? there, there was always right there was like there's always just like, like solid yeah no. like september to like like christmas break yeah there, there's some it was around that time we were just like actually like going regularly and it was it was good and then there was like you know it's, it's just like you know there's like a few weeks where it's like oh i'm suddenly you know doing such and such and I don't know why, but it's, like, so hard after that to, like, get back into it. And I, I guess why yeah. the question for you is just, like, how do you, like, motivate yourself? Because, like, what I, what I and I'm sure Lucas was kind of going through is just, like, you know, you know, it's just lost gains. Like, you, you feel, like, the pain of lost gains. So it's just, like, is it even worth it, you know, to, like, fight back? Because it just, it just knocks you down and stuff, and, you know? Yeah. yeah. This was actually a, a question I was hoping you guys would ask me. Because, uh. I kind of I had this answer prepared, nice. and um, uh, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you got to remember that people go to the gym, you know, for numerous reasons, but you know, it's just consistency is the key. But it's you know, losing consistency is hard, and uh, I guess you just got to realize, uh, you know how badly you want it and I don't know because for me you know even where I'm at now mm-hmm. I still have times where I don't want to go into the gym yeah and uh and you know um you'll feel you know you'll have times where you just don't feel good about yourself uh, I have times where you know I just feel horrible about myself and you know uh Especially very recently, you know, I've been pushing so hard to hit that 700-pound squat. And, uh, you know, I've failed three, four times, you know. And it's, you know, it's a whole cycle to get ready to train again and, you know, work up to that. And I'm always so close, you know. And it feels so close. And I pour so much heart and emotion, you know. It's it's more than just wanting it, you know. I need it, you Mm -hmm. know. And, uh, you know, every time I fail it. I absolutely spiral out, you know, I feel like I'm absolutely spiraling out afterward because I don't know what to do with myself, you know, and that's, that's when you have to realize 
that's when you are the most dangerous is when you feel like you you know that's that point is the best point to start working out is when you're feeling weak when you're feeling you know like garbage you know when you're feeling like you're losing your progress that's when you get back in because that's when you know you're going to work the hardest okay you know huh that, and that just kind of flipping it on its, its head right yeah exactly you flip the script you know yeah yeah you know, you cuz so I, against what you like you know inherently don't want to do that you're just like oh okay yeah and it's now. hard <laughs> and i get it it's hard but you're going to feel you will you you'll have a day when you're training and you're on it and you don't feel satisfied with that day, but when you're feeling like that, and you come in, and you have just a decent day, you will feel fucking unstoppable, you know, that's when you feel, that's when you feel strong, that's when you feel like you can go through anything, you know, that's when you feel like me, and you put your head into a fucking cement wall, and give yourself a concussion, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get it, you know, I, Every time I fail, you know, I feel like a failure. I feel like I let everybody I care about down. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realize that I have to work four times harder than I was already. You know, you have to go back. You have to change whatever it is that you need to change. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you have to realize that failure is the most important part to success because... You know, failure just means that you're trying, and it's a lesson. There's a lesson to be learned every time you fail, mm -hmm. you know? Huh. So I don't know, because I just, you know, like I said, like I've said before, it's just, for me, it's just different because I've never really had anything else in my life that I thought I was good at. So that's what kind of drives me is I just, I have this thing that I kind of hold on to that I need to be good at. But that's what other people need to realize is it's just, you got to just push yourself and you got to dig deeper than just, you know, wanting or not wanting to go to the gym. I don't know. That's my best advice. I see. Is that you have to just stop thinking about it and go in and take it. You know, you get, yeah. you get out of the gym for, it doesn't matter how long you're out. You could take two months off, but you know, if you even have like a thought about getting back and putting yourself back in that ring, then you know come at it and just attack it you know because you'll just feel so much more rewarded after that mm -hmm. and you just look back and that's you know it just feels great i don't know hopefully hopefully that was uh hopefully that made sense no it's really good man that's, that's like the most inspiring thing i've heard in a long time <laughs> <laughs> thanks i just i i kind of uh i, I kind of uh needed that uh myself so i just thought i share that with other people you know because i know that that you know just kind of thinking like that helped me a lot yeah that, that's <laughs> actually watched, a good guy. i recently watched uh pumping iron uh the documentary about arnold and lou ferrigno and franco colombo it's like 75 yeah and uh it's fresh in my head you know <laughs> was it was that Dude. from that no no um I mean, you know, Arnold has lots of, you know, you can look up Arnold Schwarzenegger and find any inspirational uh, montage, you know. You know, he talks about, well, the one for me is he talks about always being hungry, you know. That's what makes a champion. I, I don't remember the exact quote. But, you know, he talks about how a champion is always hungry 
you know, they're always working harder, and you can just tell, you know. What was the one where he's talking about a cigar? <laughs> oh, he says, <laughs> he, says uh, he smokes his stogie anywhere he wants. Because uh, <laughs> he goes, ah, fuck, let me remember. He goes, I'm ballsy. I'm a stud. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. <laughs> I don't have. He says I don't have to. I don't have to go and hide like you. That's what he says. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. You can come into the gym thinking like that too. You know. Yeah. There are just don't be a douchebag. <laughs> no matter what you do, don't be a douchebag. I think. I think that's just a rule that you know. Solid that, life. That should just be like on the on the whiteboard on the front door. <laughs> Just, you know, eventually you just learn. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta learn. That's all you gotta do. You just humble yourself. You live and learn. You, know, you, you walk out with enough weight on your back. You know, the squat's the most mentally taxing lift. You know, you walk out with enough weight on your back, and you're like, oh shit, this is all on my back. You gotta fail it or you don't. And when you fail it, you'll come out a far more humble man. So, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, the, the squat is definitely like I don't know that like when I was, when I've been doing squats and stuff um, back in the day, back in That's the day. That's my favorite. Right, I'm, I'm above everything else a squat specialist. No, squats are great. Yeah, but it, it's just like a it just feels like a whole body kind of rush when you oh, come yeah. up and stuff. Well, you know, because you come out, you know, you. I was talking about this uh, with uh, Gabe earlier today, mm. and uh, uh, I was talking about how you know when you deadlift. You're standing there. You're not holding the bar. You know, all of it's beforehand. When you grab the bar, you're pulling the weight, you know. When you bench, you're under it. Your hands are on it, but you're not holding the weight. But when you squat, it's on your back. Mm-hmm. You know, you have 600 pounds on your back. You decide what you want to do. I really thought that was, like, some metaphorical thing. But no, it's, like, no, like it's just literally, literally like, the weight is on your shoulders. <laughs> I'm just speaking. That's why, it's my, that's why it's my favorite. It's just because... It's the most intense, you know, you get the biggest adrenaline rush. Yeah, the weight is literally on your shoulders. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, I, I guess what we're, we've been talking about, you know, just kind of the the inconsistencies and stuff of, of uh, weightlifting kind of drawing us out of it. And now it's like, you know, even harder than ever because it's like oh there's no motivation to work out because it's like you, know, oh, yeah. you have to like pay Absolutely. for you have to like pay for a gym or like you know find someone who has one or, you yeah, know you're not guaranteed or or, or, or like go go through to a public one and you know risk yeah. you know exposure that kind of thing it's just you know not a good situation so I guess you know since you kind of constructed your home gym I guess any advice for like uh, if you wanted to like build like kind of a basic setup that's you know that's that could serve as kind of you know a good place where you can work out you know a few few times a week well um i guess I mean, like what do you get first you know the first thing is it depends how much you want to invest because like everything what sucks right now is everything is so fucking expensive like you know uh, yeah. it's especially now because mm-hmm. like uh you know the longer it's been all the prices for plates and bars and squat racks, whatever else, it's all jacked up now. But, I mean, I guess, get what you feel like you need, you know? Get, like, the basics. And the thing is, you can work out, you know, uh, you can get a perfectly fine workout and get in shape without anything, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, no matter I, how it's much... Doesn't, you know, it's a lot... 
it's a lot harder to do because especially mentally because you know i i don't want to go and do burpees and push-ups and crunches <laughs> you know i i hate doing that stuff but i mean uh you know even you know when i didn't have anything that's what i was doing mm-hmm. so it's like you know just start small you know start small if you're doing that and you're staying consistent with it just get a barbell just get a barbell with a few plates now you now you can do crunches and sit-ups but you can also do curls you know yeah yeah and then eventually you get a squat rack now you can do squats yeah what do you think the most versatile uh piece of gym equipment would be for like if you're trying to do like as much stuff as possible a barbell just like a barbell yeah i've been using uh standard barbell you know for everything for like the past eight months nice (laughs) (sighs) what about a? I I think a bench would be kind of important too right Oh, yeah. I mean, you can do floor press, but that sucks. I remember back, uh, like, very early quarantine, I had a pretty pretty uh, shitty setup. And it's, you know, we are just benching off, you know, floor pressing. I'm sure, I think Gabe mentioned it, you know, before. That was when it was me and kind of like a very small, socially distant group of football guys. Mm-hmm. It was, uh we were training, you know, just to stay consistent. Yeah. And uh, we were, that was definitely the biggest grind because it was all outside. And, you know, we were getting rained on during the workouts. And then, uh, uh, you know, um, we were like benching off the floor and ground <laughs> and covered in dirt. <laughs> and like, so, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to get a bench, with other, other problems, you need something to hold the uh, barbell, too. I mean, you can What's probably kind of make something. You can make something like I did exactly oh, yeah. that. I have my. That's, that's the other thing too. I, is, uh, I, I I'm sorry. I completely forgot to mention that too. That if you really want it, <laughs> you can just build it. Too, you know, I know people have built their stuff. Yeah, didn't you build yours, Lucas? I did. <laughs> well, why you remember when I sent like photos of my really yeah rickety, yeah yeah? I still use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're using it, right? Yeah. Does it like you work? Definitely. Work. Yeah, I mean. I probably, I'm I mean, not using it as much as I should. But there's definitely. people, yeah. there's people who didn't build that and do that, so you're yeah, working true. a little harder than they are. <laughs> I'm sure you're working a lot harder than they are. Yeah. I'm better than them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking suck. Get out of here. <laughs> so Lucas, were you saying it was like? I remember you telling me about this a while ago. It was like. So your your setup was just like a like a wooden bench you built, right? Like you yeah, you so built and then like a. Uh, jugs on a bar, right? Well, yeah. So originally, my whole setup was that I, um, I had like like these big like milk crates, and I had like a big piece of like copper pipe, and I'd fill up like four or five or four or, like six like gallons like milk gallon jugs with like water, mm-hmm. and then like you know like two gallon jugs on the side, like two gallon jugs is about twenty five pounds, right? Yeah. Um, and so you know that's that's okay for like a little bench weight or something. You know that's like okay for you know, a small bench in and no, small. No, it's not, it's like not that. bad at all. Oh yeah, and then the you have like yeah. these little like end pieces on the side of the that. copper pipe to like keep them on. Eventually, I got one for free from my uncle who was getting rid of his um his his bench and squat setup and stuff. So I got the bar and a few weights, a few kettlebells and stuff for free, um, which was sick. But I didn't have a bench or anything like that. So I built a bench out of wood. And it's really rickety and really awful, and I built. A kind of pseudo, um, 
like rack holder thing. It's not. It doesn't work for squats because it's too low. But it's basically like uh, pieces of wood that are like screwed together and are like bolted together. That are like cut with like big like grooves in them, which has like enough strength to like carry the 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 bar. <laughs> and that's my whole setup for for weightlifting. <laughs> that's I mean the carpenter. Yeah, I I love that because you know it's like you still it's got to feel good to use it knowing that you built all. Yeah, no, I, it's it's just pretty good. I have to use yeah. like a yoga mat. No, the on first the um, bench itself too. It's great. I have I have videos from uh, March where the only equipment that I had was two um, Home Depot buckets filled with like eighty pounds of cement that then oh, I like put the rope into. I put rope <laughs> into and like made my own like farmer carries because farmer carries were like one of my favorite lifts, you know, I love having the grip strength and everything that I get out of them. So like, that was like a huge priority for me. Yeah. And so I did those and I have videos where like I had leftover cement. So I was just like running laps around like my neighborhood <laughs> with a cement bag over my shoulder. I've seen those like, videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that just, that totally reminds me of that where like, you know, I was just at first, you know, I was just building away. <laughs> It's full on Rocky Three. Yeah. Rocky, wait, Rocky which one is it? Is it Rocky Three or Four? Where he's in like the Siberian wilderness. It's a. I thought. I think Rocky Four. That's the one where. Um, he's fighting the Russian dude. Yeah, because Rocky Rocky Three is the one with uh, Eye of the Tiger. That's where. Is that where he fights Mr. T? That's where he fights yes. Mr. T. yes. Yes. Yeah. So Rocky Four is where he fights the the uh, Soviet guy. What's his name? Drago. Yeah. But like he's like yeah. like. Engineered to be the, the best. Yeah, um, he reminds me of uh, <laughs> uh, Alexander uh, Carlin, like the greatest heavyweight wrestler of all time. He's like, just looked like he was created in a lab by the Soviets <laughs> in the seventies. So scary, sick. scary looking. He had a quote about being annoyed because every person he went up against was afraid of him. <laughs> But no, yeah, Rocky, Rocky three. That's that's very true, you know. He's just he's like uh, chopping wood. <laughs> he's like running, just running up hills. No, I love that. And like during like the montages, it's like like comparing how like their true workouts and like the Russian guy is just like he's being controlled with like like probes and stuff on him, and he's like running on like a specialized <laughs> yeah. treadmill. Yeah. And then it cuts to like Rocky like jumping, like climbing a mountain, and it's like <laughs> holy fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's like doing like power cleans and shit. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, Damn. it's a good movie. So I guess the moral of the story is, um, you know, you can, you can do it now, even. Yeah, right? be you like can Rocky still lift. now. <laughs> yeah, just fuck, fuck you. Be like Rocky. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, or Karate Kid. Karate Kid. He's the. It's like, the all these guys are training in like this gym, as a team with like these actual drills that they're doing, and they. I'll get the just wiped. The, this kid, this kid who fucking goes and washes cars for a few weeks, just wipes the floor with them. Like, <laughs> Have you been satisfied? I, I think I, there's a lesson to be learned there. I, I think yeah. you sent something to the group chat, Wyatt. But um, have you been watching Cobra Kai? Because I just started it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I Karate Kid has always been one of my favorite movies. So mm-hmm. I was, I was really excited. Cobra Kai came out. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's pretty good so far. I've I've only seen like a few episodes of it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. For me, the all the high school 
scenes are really cringy just because oh yeah it's hard it's it's just kind of hard to watch well it, yeah it's I just think, generic you know i think uh stuff. i don't know i think that all of the charm that cobra kai has is seeing all these like old characters adapted to like modern like storytelling yeah exactly or you know like <laughs> adapted to like modern issues mm-hmm. and it's just it's so funny how like uh i love i you know i absolutely love johnny and uh, Cobra Kai because yeah. he's like this guy who absolutely peaked in high school and uh, he just he's trapped he's trapped in the eighties. It's it's just so fun to watch. You know, he's he's you know, you see throughout the show that he just has no concept of uh anything other than the nineteen eighties. And mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just it's fun. Oh, yeah, good show. Gotta watch it more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm a huge uh, movie buff too, and huge Star Wars fan. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. If we, if we got into Star Wars, this would be like five hours long. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely run in any Star Wars trip. Yeah, I think for our final question, our cleansing, you know, like like memoir, of is course, it, yeah. like for this entire podcast. This has been a fucking ride. This is a great one. Yeah. Um, what is the best Star Wars movie? Ooh, okay. Um, and why is it so, the Phantom Menace? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, okay, so, I like almost all the movies. I don't want to. Okay, so the thing is, like Isaac said, it's gonna get real long if I start to get really <laughs> into it. But I'm not a very big fan of the sequel trilogy, just because for me, I don't think that those movies pay the right kind of respect to everything that came before them. And uh, I like I like seven and eight like as movies like they're great. I hate episode nine like with a passion. But um, you know uh, <clears throat> what is it? The Force Awakens and the Last Jedi like as movies they're not bad. Uh, I'd say the last hour of the Last Jedi is a lot more watchable than the rest of it. <laughs> yes, but, uh, I think most people would agree with me on that. But I'd say, you know, they're still the lowest on my tier. Um, original trilogy, you know, all three of those movies are kind of sacred. You know, you can't really go wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Especially Empire Strikes Back. But, uh, you know, and the prequels, I'm, I grew up with the prequels. Yeah. You know, Star Wars was my whole childhood. And the prequels was Star Wars. So, you know, prequels are pretty special to me, so... I'm, you know, you can say, you know, I'll agree with you, whatever flaws you want to point out, but I'm still going to say I like those movies. No, I, I totally I think agree. great movies, you know? I think you can trash the prequels. A lot of that, there's, like, things to criticize about them. But, like, growing up with Star Wars, and I'm, I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd, but I, I watched all the movies, and I liked them. Yeah. But I loved The Phantom Menace. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> and yeah. I... I Oh my god, should I even say this? I love Jar Jar Binks. I think he's the greatest. Jar Jar, Jar, Jar is not the... And the actor... He's a really I feel good... so bad for the actor who portrayed Jar Jar because he got yeah. so much hate. Yeah. And uh, the guy doesn't deserve it. No, yeah. He's a great He's guy. a great... He's not even comic relief. He's like... And, uh, yeah. He's really he's really good. Yeah. And a lot of those... Uh, you know, like I said, I've been very involved in a lot of like the Star Wars community. My dad's in the 501st and yeah. everything. And so I've met... You know, I've met... Uh, view of like the actors and people in star wars and so some of them are like you know just really small time characters but they all just you know all the people in the 
prequels just cared so much about the fans, you know. Yeah. I think it means so much to them to get that. Okay. And uh, also, I was going to add on, did you ever watch uh, the Clone Wars show? The, the animated one, I did. Yeah, the animated. Actually. I thought that I was mean, very good. I love that show. Like, you know, speaking of Phantom Menace, Darth Maul. What a, oh my you know, god, so such much, a good such, such wasted potential in the Phantom Menace. Became <laughs> one of the most... He's such a compelling character to me because his entire yeah. story... His entire story is like what we were talking about where, you know, he just fails and fails and fails and he just keeps getting back up. I yeah. just... I don't know, you know. And eventually he fucking dies, but... Uh, <laughs> boy, spoiler alert, but... Um, <laughs> for, a movie, for a movie that came out in 1999... Yeah, yeah. Well, spoiler. Yeah, and then for a show that came out in like 2015. But uh, no, I mean, I I think the storytelling. Dave Filoni, you know, same guy did The Mandalorian, and yeah. also Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, that guy is an amazing. Writer. Oh my And God, uh, he yeah. worked. You know, he worked hand in hand with George Lucas. So I think yeah. that's great. Uh, <sighs> I never answered your question though. So. As far as all of the theatrical released movies go, yeah, it's Revenge you, of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, okay. It's Revenge of the Sith. You know, that's that movie is so iconic. And the thing that I love about it is that our generation, you know, the prequels are our Star Wars, you know? Yeah. But um it's like everybody used to shit on the prequels and now it has kinda this community kinda has a voice. You know, this is our Star Wars and people have kinda laid back or kind of backed off on uh, making fun of the prequels. I hope that happens with the sequels. I hope that the kids who grew up with those movies... I hate hate Episode Nine, and I'm not a very big fan of Seven and Eight, but I hope that the kids who grew up with that, that's their Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I think think they'll do that with The Force Awakens. I think the Star Wars fan base can be so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) This is also a good time to mention that, that Doku came from... Star Wars character Count Dooku. Um, <laughs> I always, I always figured. Yeah. Well, it's, it's partly that's part of the reason. Count, Do- Count Dooku is a um, pretty good character. He's one of my favorites behind behind Mace Windu. Christopher Lee is an amazing actor. Too. He's pretty good. Yeah. What else? Did uh, he too bad he's too bad he's dead now. Um, no, he died in twenty fifteen. He released. I uh, my friend Miles, which uh, obviously you guys. All know, yeah, very yes. good friend Miles. <laughs> Recently, had actually told me that Christopher Lee had a metal album. Yeah, I saw that. It's like like a, a, funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird, just you know, he's hearing Count Dooku, and then he's in the Lord of the Rings too, and he's in a few other things. That's right. Right, he's in lots of other things actually. Played Dracula too. But um, I asked, I only half answered your question before. I mean, you, you said we went to the Sith. Uh, but, um, no, so, as far as the theatrical releases go. Yeah. But, um... Of every canon more, Star Wars... Of every than, canon Star Wars release, it, what is the best one? More than anything else, you go through the Clone Wars, you watch the last four episodes, that four-episode Siege of Mandalore arc. That is better than The Empire Strikes Back. And I'm gonna say it, and you can say whatever the fuck you want to me, but that is true. And Ahsoka Tano is the best written Star Wars character next to Boba Fett. <laughs> so, uh, she's just a very, uh, such an empowering character and so well written, you know. Just, you know, purposely written with, like, flaws that get, you know, just such a well written character. You know? She grows with the fan base. 
And then she was very good. Yeah. <sighs> and that, you know, seeing the culmination of her and Darth Maul's story and all these other characters that show up later, that's was just so much for me. So that's above all, that is my favorite to answer your question. Okay. I think we got it in that answer in like what we talked about at least for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, how long is this episode? I think this is the longest. No, yeah. No, I was just gonna I was just gonna say, you know, we've about you know, we've hit time here, <laughs> right? And uh, no, we we talked wait, about a lot. Wait. It was very what, sorry? Wait. You what? guys never answered though, what is your favorite kind of monkey? Oh I God, said orangutan. <laughs> you said orangutan? Yeah. <laughs> I think how Lucas. how how their monkey. Howler monkey. Howler monkey. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, silly. It's tied for me. Either the silverback gorilla, or it's now extinct, but the gigantopithecus, which was an orangutan that weighed two tons, and oh like yeah, I've heard of it. Fucking yeah. massive. <laughs> gigantopithecus. You can, you, yeah, just write that down for the for the scholars. Gigantopithecus. Yes. Well, my uh, other favorite so. monkey is the squirrel monkey. Okay, that's it. Oh yeah, squirrel monkeys are sick. That's all I want to say. I would have pinned you for a Gorilla Man one. Oh, yeah. Just a classic Gorilla Man. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so how do we close this thing out? Okay. So, yeah, no, we're closing it out. We're bringing it to close. But I do have one last thing I want to bring up to you. want to request of you, Wyatt. Spur of the moment. Magic. You know, we've been through a lot on this episode. Now I just want... Yeah, it's been a ride. Yeah. It's been a ride. I got a little emotional. (laughs) peed myself a little too <laughs> hopefully you didn't shit yourself but um the last Whoa, thing oh yeah we banned it that was a blacklist word yeah yeah we can't say god we gotta scrap the oh. whole thing but why just one last one last thing i want to request of you and, yes, and, and yes, you can you can turn it down if you want to but no balls you won't just start singing right now and sing your favorite song. I'm gonna match it up to the outro music. Just start singing <laughs> the lyrics to your favorite song, and then yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. How does that sound? Okay. Go. Do it right now. Yeah, I'm on. I'm a little on the spot. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm just more curious what you're gonna whip out. Wait. wait. Any song. Wait. I'm playing. I'm playing the build up in my head. Okay. Playing the build up. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) In the morning, you go gunning for the man who stole your water, and you fire till he is done in. But they catch you at the border And the mourners are all singing As they drag you by your feet But the hangman isn't hanging And they put you on the street Yeah, you go back Jack, do it again Wheel turning round and round You go back Jack, do it again. Burn out down, burn, burn out, burn, burn, burn out, 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 burn, burn
listen to Can't Buy a Thrill by Steely Dan. It's like one of my favorite yeah. albums of all time. Oh yeah, no, I have, I have, I got that one. You kind of got me into Steely Dan Wyatt, so I... Oh yeah, fucking, I love Steely Dan. <laughs> Steely Dan, Metallica, Slayer, <laughs> Cannibal Corpse, <laughs> Pantera, some of my favorite bands. Yeah. You like Gojira? I listen to, I listen to, yeah, dude, I listen to all kinds of music. <laughs> I have like, I have like no specific genre. I listen to rap, metal, opera, I don't care. All right. Do you well, to death grips? Lucas, we're done. No. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, so much for watching hey, and hey, listening. Remember, remember, monkey see, gorilla do. Good note to end on. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the thank next you. one. <laughs>